Wednesday, 13th of December, 2023. Maybe today. And as they bound him with tongs, Paul said to the centurion who stood by, Is it lawful for you to scourge a man who is a Roman and uncondemned? Acts 22, 25. Paul has been taken into the barracks where the commander ordered that he be examined under scourging. Now that continues with, and as they bound him with tongs. Luke uses another word unique in scripture, protenio, translated by the NKJV as bound. Proteino, protein, proteino, proteino. It signifies to stretch forward, there is a debate about the correct way to translate these words. It could either say, as they stretched him out to tong him, or, and as they stretched him forward with tongs. In other words, are the tongs used to tie him in preparation for being beaten, or is he being tied up in order for the tongs, on which are the scourges, to be used on him? Vincent's word studies argues that it would be superfluous to say, bound him, and then add, with tongs. But Luke is normally very precise in his use of words. What others may find superfluous, he will find as an exacting and necessary detail. On the other hand, Ellicott notes that, quote, The Greek word for tongue is always used in the New Testament in connection with the idea of tying. End quote. A good question to ask is, does it make any difference in the end? For precision, yes. However, in the overall picture, the result will be the same. Paul is facing a good beating with scourges. Therefore, Paul said to the centurion who stood by. The commander gave the order. A centurion is ensuring the order is complied with and will probably be the one to administer the scourging. Lower ranking soldiers are the ones tying Paul up. Paul addresses the one in greatest authority in the room at the current time, asking, is it lawful for you to scourge a man who is a Roman and uncondemned? His question would have an immediate effect on the centurion. If this person were a Roman citizen, those in the barracks would already be guilty of a crime for violating Paul's rights by not giving him a trial first. Further, even if guilty, this type of punishment could not be given to a citizen. To continue would make him even more guilty and possibly liable to the same punishment he was about to administer. If Paul were not a Roman, he would be a lunatic. To claim citizenship in this way would be punishable probably by death. His claim alone would be enough to make the centurion stop and investigate what he was about to do. Cicero says, quote, It is a heinous sin to bind a Roman citizen. It is wickedness to beat him. It is next to parricide to kill him. And what shall I say to crucify him? End quote. Another ancient witness says, quote, According to the Valerian law, it was not lawful for magistrates to condemn a Roman without hearing the cause and pleading in it, and such condemned persons might appeal to the populace." End quote. Life application. If we think about the situation being described, Paul possessed certain rights that kept him from being bound, scourged, or executed without the strictest of investigations and proper judicial processes. Jesus was born in the same general generation, but he did not possess these rights. Although we can dismiss that idea without much thought, 
we can also contemplate the enormity of it and stand in awe of what it means. God could have sent his Messiah into the world as the son of a Roman citizen. If this were to have been the case, the result would have been completely different. But he preordained every aspect of the birth of Christ to meet his purposes. Hebrews 10 says, Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you had no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the volume of the book it is written of me, to do your will, O God. Hebrews 10, 5-7 God's preparation of a body for Jesus includes every ancestor who came into his genealogy. Purposefully selecting the line to ensure each prophecy about him would come to pass. It included the timing of his birth, its location, the right or lack of rights he would possess, etc. Everything was meticulously ordained by God for the purpose of redeeming man. Those who dismiss the life of Christ do so without thinking through the incredible nature of what transpired and thus the immense love God must have for the objects of his affections, meaning those whom he will save through the giving of Jesus. Let us never minimize the magnitude of the marvel that is displayed in the coming of our Lord. God's affections are on redeeming the people of the world. May we consider this and be willing to speak out the good news to those who so desperately need to hear it. Lord God, how can it be that you would look upon us and see anything of value? We have all sinned and gone astray in our hearts, minds and actions, and yet you have graciously accepted us and forgiven us because of faith in what was done in the giving of Christ Jesus our Lord. We shall praise you forever and ever because of the glory of our Lord. Hallelujah and Amen. So the soldiers were tying him up. So the choices were tying him up. Preparing to beat him. But Paul said to an officer there, Do you have the right to beat a Roman citizen who has not been proven guilty? Acts 22 verse 25